0: After reviewing the play, the call on the ice stands. We got a goal! Well, the colors, we are set to go. Let's go! We are kicking.
1: Watch the blue! There we go. Yeah, baby. Hey, hey you, you, got you got the power play, get out of here. Hey, already already Right yeah. here for the rock. Both guys, five minutes each, for fighting. Hey, hey. We're not doing this. I don't want to babysit all night. A little bit of nastiness today. Huh? Nothing wow. good's coming out of this, big man. Have you seen this before? Yes, it's rule something, point something. He's
0: not putting a stick in here. You, you keep your stick out of him. Here we go. It's us boys. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Let's go. After further review, it's the Scouting the Refs podcast. Here's your hosts, Todd Lewis and Josh Smith.
2: When you ready, big guy.
0: All right, guys, let's drop the puck. Josh, it has been too long since we've done a podcast. We've been on a little bit of a break because it's the summer and honestly, things have been quiet for the most part, but there has been some stuff going on that we do want to get into today.
2: Yeah. Things, things don't stay quiet for long, Todd, especially in the hockey world. I know it might be warm out. We might have some, seasonably warm temperatures outside but you know the ice is getting down i saw the flames painting center ice just putting the logo back down so we're, we're starting to get ready things are ramping up as we quickly approach the hockey season with only 46 days to go until we get there
0: good counting down the days that has been continuing we like that absolutely Now, some of the stuff that goes on, though, has been going off the ice. And I know you've done a couple of pieces on the website, ScoutingTheRefs.com, about things that have been happening off the ice.
2: Yeah, we've had some interesting things. Some guys getting some recognition, some international hockey. Of course, the NHL Exposure Combine just wrapped up in Buffalo. So lots of things going on with training camps and a lot going on in the British Columbia hockey league where, where things are getting underway recently independent. So that's introduced a a new wrinkle for what's going on in the BCHL as compared to BC hockey, which is part of hockey Canada. So a whole lot of changes going on on the west coast and led by a former NHL linesman, longtime linesman, gosh, what was it 30 years in the league? Almost 2000 games worked three trips to the cup final, Brad Lazaro, And now he is the vice president or
0: general manager or king poobah is that a good title for you brad Blazarovich? which is that a good title for the bchl referees
1: i think we'll go with vice president i like that one a lot better all
0: right i kind of like king poobah i think that sort of has sort of a semi-official ring to it but congratulations it's great to have you on and you have moved from the ice now to the front office and your job is supervising overseeing new officials that are coming into the BCHL and helping them hopefully move on in their careers as well.
1: Correct. And also I take care of the Department of Player Safety in the British Columbia Hockey League, so the BCHL, working closely now with our coaches, our general managers, our competition committee. Um, And so as much as I'm involved with the officials, I'm also quite involved, though, with our players.
0: But you never have any issues with player safety or suspensions or anything, do you? Man, I wish. I I have a job for life. (laughs) (laughs)
2: what's that like wearing those two different hats you know overseeing the officials overseeing player safety and and trying to marry the two i mean we always see the left hand right hand thing in the national hockey league when we always say oh you know the officials are doing one thing and maybe player safety looks at it differently how is it for you actually being the point where those two things converge
1: actually i like it you know i think our league likes it um you know first off you deal with the officials they're the ones that obviously assess the play and so you use the rule book as your guide on, on what was assessed at ice level. And then you take it off the ice and now you have to deal with it, you know, um, and look at the infraction itself. We have an ex-player on our staff now. His name is Sean Robertson. He's coming on board this year. He played in our league, went to college. And we also have another referee named Jeff Eden, who's a former referee in our BC Hockey League staff. So the three of us will look at a play, whether it's, say, an illegal check to the head. Obviously, you know, look at the rule, how it's worded and then apply that application to the to the hit itself. And so, you know, really, I've always thought that a, an ex-official is good on Department of Player Safety because you give them, and I think other Department of Player Safety do a great job as well. I just feel, though, at times it's nice to have an official on there who can look at the rule, the interpretation, and how it was applied at ice level.
0: I think you're on to something there, Brad, that if you have more voices more input you get different perspectives from anyone that's a good way to approach any sort of problem in in life but it gives you the opportunity to have I suspect more of a discussion conversation about a, a potential issue rather than one dictating this is what happened here's what we're doing you know if you look at
1: if you look what happens in the court of law if police are to arrest somebody they're the ones that are brought in and talk about the case. Well, if the officials are the ones who acted as the police officer on the ice, they assessed it. Then it's very important that you get their point of view of what happened. And then now the experience that I've had obviously at the NHL level and now on the junior hockey level, you now can apply that to the application of the suspension. But we also, our department, you know, reaches out to our players. We have meetings with our players every September at training camp. And then during the course of a season, I will have Zoom calls with certain players when they're either getting, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, out of hand on some of their penalty assessments or there's some things that have happened in the game. We do reach out to our players regularly to talk to them about our standards in the BC Hockey League and expectations.
2: Yeah, it's great to have that ongoing conversation, that discussion happening throughout the year. You can set expectations, you can let people know. Mm-hmm. You know, what you want to see on the ice, what's good. And I'm guessing when they get close to the line. And yeah. one guy who's good at telling players on the ice when they get close to the line is also helping you guys in the BCHL this year. So when Todd mentioned more voices, I can't help but cover the mentors that you have on board for the BCHL with Kelly Sutherland mm-hmm. and then certainly retired NHLers, Shane Heyer and Jay Sharers on board. So what is it they bring to the table and, and how does that help you either on the ice or with the officials in the BCHL?
1: Well, right now, they probably bring about, what, under 6,000 games of experience, right? <laughs> I mean, if, if you look at that, that in itself is pretty cool. They all work finals, the playoff, Game 7s, Olympics, World Cups. You can't beat their resumes. They're all BCHL alumni. They're from the province of British Columbia. They're just great people. They want to give back. I know, like, they all do different kind of officiating camps in the summer. I mean, It was really a no-brainer, right, guys, to bring these guys on board. Jay, and we're all good friends. I grew up with these guys. We all were on the ice together during our careers. I mean, they're going to bring to us a wealth of experience, and we're going to have Zoom calls with them during the season. Jay shares, obviously, travels in the American Hockey League, so he'll be in this area because we have Abbotsford out here uh, in the American League. Shane will come into town and do the best he can when he's available. But more than that, it's going to be getting them on a Zoom call with some of our young officials. Obviously, this year we'll we'll chat about – where we're headed with our officials this year. But, you know, we got a lot of good young officials. We're going to need some mentorship. I mean, what young 19, 20-year-old referee and our staff wouldn't love to have a Zoom call with Kelly Sutherland over some game management or game situations? And so these guys just in, just in themselves bring so much credibility to the BC Hockey League. It's something
0: we forget about, I think, occasionally, that we're focused on on junior hockey leagues and that they're there to develop players and move them up. But that's the goal with the officials in these mm-hmm. leagues as well. They're there to learn. They want to gain experience, practical on the ice. And having these mentors that you mentioned is certainly going to help them in their careers as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this year, Grady Hamilton was just hired by the National Hockey League. Grady got his start in the BC Hockey League. He came from Vancouver Island. He was young. He was in our league at 16. He started refereeing at 17 in our league. He's worked our last two finals. His actual last amateur game was in the BC Hockey League this season between Alberni and Penticton up in Alberni. I mean, we're very proud of Grady. Uh, We have one of our young linesmen who's just coming on board with us this year. He's going to the Young Guns Tournament in Penticton. His name is Chase Ising. Um, We have another young official who's looking at an East Coast Hockey League contract this year down in the States. So our league has done a really nice job of, you know, producing great officials, moving them on to other levels, and, again, just getting them prepared for that next step.
2: Yeah, and I think, Brad, you've had some interesting challenges this season uh, coming in with the BCHL, especially with the changes that have happened to the league, which has resulted in some... uh, Mm challenges with bc hockey in general for your officiating staff you've got the full complement it looks like you've got a a great roster of guys who will be officiating in the bchl this year but for those who might not know as much of what's gone on behind the scenes maybe you can lay a little bit out there on what's happened between the bchl and bc hockey especially as it applies to the the guys in stripes
1: yeah you guys got an hour and a half of this one right um so (laughs) So, <laughs> sure. basically, what we became independent, uh, which means that a 62-year-old league, the B- BCHL, been uh, with Hockey Canada for 62 years, we finally decided that we wanted our independence, um, and that was more along the lines of having a little bit more um, movement with our players, okay? Uh, the CHL has uh, some pretty good movement with players in Canada and in, you know, in Europeans and so forth. We just wanted the same the same ability. And so we did leave Hockey Canada. By, by doing that, though, what happened then is if you're an official in our program, so if you're an official under Hockey Canada and you work for a non-sanctioned league, so we're now deemed non-sanctioned even though we just call ourselves independent, if you work for the BC Hockey League, you are not allowed to work for any other league that has anything to do with Hockey Canada. Now, this is on the Hockey Canada side. Let me get into the US side in a few minutes, but on the Hockey Canada side, if you work for the BCHL, you cannot work in the Western Hockey League, you cannot work for the IIHF, you cannot work for Junior B, you cannot work for Minor Hockey, you cannot even be a local RIC, you're not allowed to be a local mentor, you're not allowed to coach your kid in hockey if you work for the BC Hockey League.
0: Is there a a reason why it is so restrictive in that manner? Because we know of officials that work in in multiple leagues and other jurisdictions.
1: Honestly, Todd, that's where you get your development, right? You come up through minor hockey, you junior B, you know, and then junior A, and then, you know, work your way up the ladder. We, We know that there's not a lot of room at the top of the hill for officials, but still they work their way up the mountain. It really comes down to a policy that's been in place for such a long time that doesn't make a lot of sense when you're dealing with a 62-year-old league that's governed by a CEO, you know, a commissioner, a board of governors, a chairman of the board, owners that have been in this league for a long time, 17 strong teams that have strong ownership, a rule book, procedures. I mean, I I understand non-sanctioned hockey and some of the policies. I don't want to see somebody come into a province and decide to crack up some league and charge players a ton of money, don't have a rule book. But I would love to have 15 minutes with the new CEO of Hockey Canada, Catherine Henderson, and just explain to her the damage that's being caused out here in this province by BC Hockey taking such a hard stance on you cannot work anywhere else if you work for the BC Hockey League. I mean, like I said to you guys earlier, if you were a local RIC where you mentored 100 young officials in a small town, you now cannot do that. If you coach your daughter's hockey team and you're an, a referee or a, a, our staff or a coach and our teams, you now cannot coach your daughter's or son's hockey team. And it's, it's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah. And you mentioned, Brad, USA hockey. Is it the same there with no, independent no, leagues?
1: No, it is not at all, Josh. Their wording under their policy, it's in there. If you look it up under non-sanctioned hockey, USA non-sanctioned hockey, they do not discriminate against an official who wants to work in non-sanctioned league. I mean, think about for a second, guys. The NCAA is not sanctioned by who? They're non-sanctioned. They're just the NCAA. And so if an official wanted to work somewhere in the States and then decided to go work for non-sanctioned hockey, think about how many beer leagues in Canada, the United States, are non-sanctioned. Yet officials can go up and down and work beer league hockey in Hockey Canada. doesn't seem that, that doesn't bother them there. But all of a sudden, we leave we leave Hockey Canada's umbrella, and now they're going to have these stiff sanctions on these officials. Now, they can apply for an exemption in this province if you want and try to get you an exemption. But one of our officials did in a small town, so he can continue to be the mentor of the young officials as the RIC, and he was turned down. His exemption was turned down.
0: That's a tough set of circumstances for everyone involved, it mm-hmm. sounds like. How has that policy impacted you and trying to recruit officials and have enough officials for your league?
1: What I did, Todd, was this is I did not recruit. I, I sent out an email notifying all the officials in this province that I know that I've worked with. I mean, I left the ice in 16. I started working with different amateur hockey bodies in this province. I basically jumped in on the deep end of the pool and wanted to give back. Immediately I was giving back while I was still on the ice working with the BCHL, working with various different leagues, amateur leagues in this province and in Canada. And so I had a really good connection to what was happening in this province with our young officials. I sent out an email letting everybody know that, you know, the BC Hockey League now is obviously independent, you know, and if you're interested in wanting to work for us, let me know. And I I didn't make these phone calls of, hey, you must come work for us. I received 98, you could call it applications, people got back to me you know very interested in wanting to work for our league some were western hockey league guys who didn't want to work for the western league anymore you know a lot were young officials who just wanted an opportunity a lot obviously had worked for us in the bc hockey league and were very content and wanting to stay with us and so right now i put a staff together of 57 i i sent out an email on july 20th with 50 that was just to get a real set of what i wanted and then I've chipped away at talking to a few more people that have obviously expressed a, a keen interest in wanting to work for us. So right now we're at 57. I think I'm about three away from where I really want to get to you guys. The, the, the fine line is this, right, is having enough to cover our games, but they're not having too many that they're not busy enough, right? And so that's that mm-hmm. fine line. And in in there you get, you know, officials who have dark days, which means they can't work certain days of the week. And and there's a lot of that that happens, and guys have shift work and family commitments, and I respect all of that. So, you know, it's just a matter of putting together a staff that's going to keep them busy, challenge them, travel through our province a lot more, and really give them these really great opportunities that our league can now do by the friendships and know that i have with nhl managers nhl officiating managers the ncaa the american hockey league and get a lot of those great people out to our leagues and different events like our showcase event this year is down in seattle washington from october 22nd to october 26th, and we're going to bring in some american hockey league referees we're going to bring in nhl officiating managers the american hockey league the ncaa great opportunity down there Um, now our canadian officials can't travel down there because of the border and so we'll go with a lot of great local officials that are in that area. But our league is going to be about development. Our league is going to be about moving these kids forward and, and giving them the best mentorship that they can get.
2: And it sounds like you've got a talented group there. I know recently you got to travel with four of them to the NHL Exposure Combine. So four of your BCHL officials took part in this summer's NHL Exposure Combine in Buffalo, right, Brad?
1: Yeah, actually, Josh was five. Crazy thing is, is that um, the five that went, so it was Melissa Brun went, Mitchell Gibbs, Logan Parsons, Nathan House, and Jared Luco. The crazy thing is all five are not coming back to work for me this year because Melissa, uh, being in the female program, she's worried about losing her double IHF license. And so if she works for us this year, she will lose her double IHF license. Two years ago, the BC Hockey League was the only junior A-League to put four female officials into a regular season game. And I've used them after then to work regular season games, two referees, two linespersons persons in our game. And now that BC Hockey has taken this, this very hard stance on this, it basically destroyed the female officiating program at our level because none of them can work for us because they will lose their double IHF license. And so the only female who came back is Colin Getty. She decided to come back, work for us this year. She wasn't interested in moving down that path. And so I gladly brought her on board. She does a great job for us. But the other four male officials that attended the NHL Combine in Buffalo just last week, they've all moved up to the Western Hockey League. And so the Western Hockey League does not partner up with us anymore. They will not use any of our officials because they are a partner with Hockey Canada and they're now going to honour that policy. and My job is to move them on and I have no problem with that. We've got a great group of young kids that want to come in and work for us this year. Like I just said, we have a young linesman on our staff right now who's brand new to us, Chase Ising out of, of the Okanagan, and he's going to the Young Guns Tournament in Penticton. So great on him. I recommended him when I was back in Buffalo this last week and We're going to move forward and we're going to continue on to develop our great officials. I just really hope that one day BC Hockey and Hockey Canada and Catherine Henderson can take a look at this and say, I really don't think that this should apply to a league that's been around for 62 years.
0: That's a tough set of circumstances, Brad. I I agree with you there. And your summer has been filled not just with the combine and, and preparing for the upcoming season, but you spent a little time in Europe too, didn't you?
1: You know, it was a vacation. You know, I have a great wife that put up with me uh, while we were gone. Um, She gave me an hour a day to work, even though it was maybe 4 o'clock in the morning and it was like 8 o'clock at night back out here on the West Coast. We went away for a family holiday, did a nice Munich, Prague, Vienna, Bratislava, Budapest trip. uh, Enjoyed it immensely. Um, You know, it's always nice to get away in the summer. Unfortunately, honest with you guys, this summer, I really haven't had one day off that I can honestly say that I haven't had something to do with some official calling me. I've had officials, guys, calling me crying over the fact that they they can't work for us or that they have to make a decision. This year, BC Hockey made officials sign a waiver that if they wanted to attend a local OPOE program, right, officials performance of excellence, they had to sign a waiver that said either you're going to work for BC hockey, or you're going to work for a non-sanctioned hockey league. If you were going to work for a non-sanctioned hockey, so basically they're saying us, right? Then you weren't permitted to come to the OPOE. Those are the things that's going on out here.
2: So yeah, it, it becomes hard, I guess, from, from their standpoint, from your standpoint, In you can't just develop officials. You can't just work your way up and see what opportunities come your way or try to fight for them. You really have to pick a side of the fence and say, I'm either going this way with the bchl or i am going to stick with with bc hockey and in a time when we're having a hard time recruiting officials in general or developing them it just seems like another unnecessary obstacle that's in the way of their development
1: well josh think about this okay it's crazy right like you're absolutely right i don't think there's one corner of the united states or canada that doesn't have issues with holding and retaining officials i mean think about how many young officials 13 14 15 get started then quit because of some parent screaming at them or some coach screaming at them right and then all of a sudden now you're in a province of officiating you're telling you know that 57 of your top officials that the officials that are coming with us are our top officials in this province working the high performance program are not allowed they're not allowed to give back to their local minor hockey. They can't go on the ice for minor hockey. They can't be a mentor. They can't be an assigner. They can do nothing because they've been completely pushed off to one side saying if you're gonna go work for the BC Hockey League, that means you can do nothing else with BC hockey. It's just crazy to think that all these young officials that we have who give back so much to programs cannot do this. Last year on the island, Vancouver Island, 35 officials on Vancouver Island worked a league called the Vancouver Island Junior B Hockey, right? So they worked a the Junior B Hockey League over there. Of those 35, 17 have decided to come with me. 17 have decided to work in the BC Hockey League. So that means that group of high-end performance officials will not work in the VI this year. In Trail, a small, very small town, very small community, Ken Johnson played in Trail. Of that local area, nine officials who work the local KI, which is the Kootenai International Hockey League, the local minor hockey, nine of them have decided to come with that. That wiped out that area for officials. Wiped it out for officials. This is why I don't understand. This is why I think Catherine Henderson has to be told, like, I get the policy, guys. Like I understand why it's there. But it can't be there for a league that's been around for so long, that established so many good protocols, works so well with Hockey BC and Hockey Canada, puts 190 of our kids last year, our players, in the NCAA. Quinnipac won it all last year in the NCAA. 14 players on that team came from the BC Hockey League. I just don't see how this is the right thing to do. When you, you guys are right. It's very, very difficult to hold on to officials, to want them to move on to other levels and prepare them for all the challenges ahead. You know what it's like, guys. The higher you get, the harder it becomes to officiate. There's more demands on officials. And then we're going to start now saying, well, you, you, once you get to the BC Hockey League, you have to stop or you can't work the BC Hockey League because you may have a Hockey Canada goal. It's, it's just crazy.
0: Brad Lazarovich is the VP Hockey Operations for BCHL. You're doing amazing work, Brad, to have this season get going on time and having everything in place to have a successful season. Fingers crossed that, yes, one day a, a compromise, if you will, is reached. We really appreciate the time. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, you guys. Thanks for having me.
0: It was great of Brad Lazarowicz to give us the detailed information on how the logistics work or aren't working. Quite frankly, between the BCHL and and Hockey Canada and BC Hockey, I, it it just seems like there there should and hopefully will soon be a way through this that it doesn't restrict the movement of officials because. As you mentioned, there, there's a shortage. We need officials to work on, on the ice, and this seems like it's preventing more people from getting involved and being busier.
2: Absolutely, and you hope that everything is being done with the best interests of the officials, of the players. Remember, it's still junior hockey. These are still kids. These are, these are folks that want to possibly dedicate their lives to the sport, if at all possible, but they certainly wanna see how far they can get. And putting an obstacle in the way, making things harder, or making them pick sides, is just doesn't feel like it's in their best interests as they try to advance their careers. Okay, we got a few days till the start of the season. Let's <laughs> everybody have a little chat on a Zoom.
0: We're done. good. Job. We're good. You're good, my book. Good stuff, man. Way to work. Yeah, we're good, man. Too long. Let's go sit for a couple.
2: Get in the box. It's the Scouting the Refs podcast. Read more at ScoutingTheRefs.com. Follow Scouting the Refs on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ScoutingTheRefs. Email the show at heyref at ScoutingTheRefs.com. Subscribe, share, and keep those sticks down. Beep, beep. Oh, hey. That's uh, Nicely done. That's good work.